0: This season of My First Dungeon is sponsored by Soul Muppet Publishing and their Kickstarter for Orbital Blues, Afterburn, that is now in the final week of its campaign. Afterburn is the first hardcover expansion for Orbital Blues, featuring a dazzling array of spaceships, additional rules for GMs, and the biggest Orbital Blues adventure yet. By backing the Kickstarter today, you can also get some fantastic rewards, including a 12-song cassette of Behold's original music featured in this very show. In one week's time, the tale of our interstellar outlaws will come to an end one way or another, as will the Kickstarter for Afterburn. So open up our show notes right now and click on the links to back the Kickstarter for Orbital Blue's Afterburn. And now, enjoy the show.
1: Speed,
0: we called it the final frontier but all that meant was that when space turned out to be just as corruptible and ruthless as earth we had nowhere left to escape to so we gathered up our troubles and our blues slung them over our world wearied backs and stepped into the new rebel era aboard whatever ship we could find These days, a ship means freedom. But every day of freedom incurs a debt to the frontier galaxy. And space is the hardest son of a bitch out there. And it's always coming to collect. We open on the following day as the lights on the ship begin to pulse up simulating sunrise for you guys who are in space and sunrise could be anytime you're near a star you guys all begin to stir in your various quarters and cabins and make your way to to the main deck of the ship where uh dick whiskey has made a breakfast for you guys of huevos rancheros they smell good uh, you know uh take your own take <laughs> eat at your own risk um uh, but there's this breakfast laid out for you john tequila is already kind of shoveling down some eggs As you guys sit down, you notice that the din around this crew is a little bit tense. The tension that that existed last night did not entirely dissipate with a night's sleep. And that thought, that question from Eli is still ringing in the back of all of your heads. What is it you really want? I open it to you guys uh, as you guys sit down for a quiet breakfast
2: who speaks first I'm just saying blank glitchy can't sorry
3: (laughs) 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 Maria's getting some she's like scooping some huevos rancheros onto a plate for herself and also onto a plate for Kumari
4: Kumari is just sitting at the table looking at everyone and they go, uh, yeah, today's team meeting's canceled. Don't worry about it. We're not talking.
3: Are Are you sure, boss? I, I wrote up an agenda. It's a short one, but.
4: Well, then you can call a team meeting, Maria. I'm not, I don't want to. Uh, team right. meeting Maria's running team meeting
3: alright we're we're gonna do the team meeting and uh, uh we're first first thing on it is uh is uh checking in with Dick Whiskey how the kitchen holding note? You did just fine. You douse this thing in hot sauce, and it'll taste great. That was my plan. You guys have a lot of variations of types
0: of hot sauce from a lot of different systems, and really not much else.
3: We do. We like to pick them up almost like a souvenir, but also for eating purposes.
0: I also have a number of different dipping dishes for different hot sauces if you want to
3: try. All right. Thank you, Dick Whiskey. That's that's real helpful. Uh, All right. Well, second, second item on this list is, it, you know... Are we all, we all going down? Going gonna scope out this fat?
4: Yeah.
2: Sure.
3: All right. That's two in. Blank, Eli, John.
2: Blank is, I think. I think Blank always sits, but they always sit on the ground. I think just kind of legs crossed with their board in front of them and whatever meal they're having on the board. Almost like it's a uh, like it's a, a platter or something, and they don't look hot, but just put a thumbs up in your direction.
5: Eli just nods, nods his weathered cowboy hat a little bit in agreement, and takes a sip of his black coffee. He's not eating breakfast today. He's sulking.
6: sulking. <laughs> Ward is also skipping breakfast. <laughs>
5: Eli's just thinking about how he and Ward are like so fucking different. Just like, how could I ever have seen this man as my like friend and brother? And they're just like doing the exact same motions <laughs> just, like, and, like brooding in the exact up the same, same time. way.
7: It's <laughs> like, we so, would never see eye to eye.
6: <laughs> yep.
4: Kumari sees like Eli and Ward, like they're about to like eat a scoop of their uh, food, sees Eli and Ward not eating, puts the fork down, and just like takes their uh, mug of there's like nothing in it but pretends to drink like they have coffee in it
0: <laughs> uh, John comes up behind you and is like you know wh- wherever Red's gonna be I'm gonna be in if Red's supposed to be at this fight you know that's I'm gonna be at this oh hey can I get you can I pour you some coffee yeah, it looks like you're out shut up it just pours you a full cup of, of black coffee
4: <laughs> I, I finished mine in one sip that's why that's why he had to refill it guys
6: I think Ward just stares at Kumari as the as their cup gets filled up. <laughs>
3: well, all right, we're gonna make moves down there now. I think I think Eli gave us some some real interesting things to think about as we went to sleep last night, and one of those things was what we real want, and we whether we like it or not, we are we are a crew. And I think we should maybe set out a couple of goals for getting down there. We all have a bunch of things we want to do, but I think we have a better chance if we do them together. So if John wants to free red. Anyone else want to share a goal or uh, something they would like to achieve today? Way, okay. I see it.
7: I only got one goal. Kill. Those motherfucking snakes that run the Parazzo family. Whether I walk out of that snake pit alive or bit to shit and bleeding, dead, full of poison, ain't make no difference to me. But I'm going in that snake hole one way or another.
3: All right, well, we're going to do our best to make sure you don't leave in any of those listed conditions, but... All right, we got... And we're... You know what? The other... Uh, we're already partway through that goal. So I I think that should put a little pep in everybody's step. A little little time Can bit. I lose
5: a blues for that? <laughs> <laughs> My trouble unbruised a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding.
3: Well, all right. So we're going to take care of that parazo family, maybe finish that job, make it nice and tidy and neat. We've already started, so we might as well keep going. And we're gonna get Red through. And, uh, they seem like a good place to start.
4: I wanna... I wanna know who stole my birthday.
3: Sorry? Kumari, you sure you're ready to talk about this?
4: I just told you what I want. That's what
6: right. I want. I think Ward chokes on his coffee when Kumari <laughs> says birthday.
5: Yeah, Eli puts his like- cups down <laughs> slow and, like, just... Tips his hat up, looks out from under his hat at Kumari.
4: I said what I said. I'm gonna kill them.
6: Who's that, boss?
4: Don't worry about it, kid. We're not that far apart. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really. That was just. That was. I, I was trying to be cool. I'm sorry. I was. I felt really okay. Uh, no, you're good. It no, seems. Yeah. It,
6: I think it might be how how Kamari how Kamari might say it. No, this would be talking as Kamari. Oh, that's you. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were pulling out to to uh, to explain. Yourself. No, no, no.
4: Kamari is me.
3: <laughs> Kamari is Fully. <you>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They are one unit. Uh,
4: and then Kamari Kamari uh, stands up and uh, goes, "I don't know. I don't know who did it, but someone." Stole the most important thing to me that day.
6: I'm gonna say something to the group.
3: Sure thing, Ward.
6: Do we really get to act on what we want in this life with the debt and people who want us dead? Is what we want something we get to act on? Seems like we just gotta survive.
7: Eli stands up and bangs his fist on the table, goes, survive! Survive for what? Ain't nothing driving me forward but the need for revenge.
6: Even if it gets us all killed.
7: I made my choices in this universe. Y'all gotta make your own.
4: Kamari slams their hand down and goes revenge, and like copies Eli's pose. uh, (laughs) uh, Pose, yeah.
3: (laughs) Well, alright, that's two for revenge. (laughs) <laughs>
4: I think Kamari's trying to go like back to back with Eli and just like kind of like look cool with that. Do like
3: a little a little like yeah.
4: uh uh like uh Charlie's try- Angels type moment.
5: Yeah, Eli allows it and like poses to make sure there's like interesting levels. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> I think Ward just says uh looks at Kamari and says, Well, you're the boss, boss.
4: And then they all Kamari looks at Blank and is like well, you little freak, what do you want?
6: Holy
0: shit!
5: <laughs> <laughs> Eli like looks at the captain, does a little double take. It's like, hot this morning, captain.
0: Yeah. You, you, you just hear from the from the background, like whiskey and tequila, are, like in the background. Whiskey's just looking at tequila's, just kind of like, is this the dynamic of this ship every day? Because this is wild. <laughs>
5: this They're is, like, this is so dramatic. This I have uh, a like drama. above table.
6: I have a real Elliot. It
0: has a pit in his stomach. Tequila's <laughs> <stomach. laughs> look at his watch being like, we all woke up 12 minutes ago. <laughs> 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 um,
2: <laughs> I, I don't think Blank... I guess I need to ask this first before I have Blank react. Has Kamari called Blank... A little freak before is like this is the norm, <laughs> like it's normal.
4: Um, no, I think Kamari's a little bit unhinged. It's just like, okay, re- recalls you sweeping up the glass and putting it in your pockets and being like, what the fuck is this guy
2: doing? <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. I think he's eating, turned away from everyone just because, like, it's difficult to eat with a mask on. So he always has, like, <laughs> slightly off to eat. So he doesn't show his face. He turned away from everyone. But you do see him pause with uh, a like spoon near his mouth before he puts it in, takes a moment to chew and swallow. And they reach into their pocket and I think I think everyone hears it, but I think especially Kumari hears this. They hear the crunching of glass in their pocket as they, <laughs> <laughs> as they pull out their phone from that pocket. Um, their hand has a few scratches and cuts on it from that, but don't seem phased at all and they type um, (laughs) they type into it and without looking just slide the phone backwards towards (laughs) you and it just says I just want to live
6: (sighs) Ward has a slightly vindicated look on his face with that Kamari
4: Kamari just turns to uh, Eli and Maria is like does Blank still have the glass in
7: their pocket? It sounds like it. Yeah, uh... You want a baggie for that?
6: Did you sleep
7: in that?
2: <laughs> I don't think they respond to that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> also, their phone's all the way across the table.
1: Yeah. The across the <laughs> table yeah.
4: And then Kamari's like... Okay. Kamari turns to Eli and goes,
7: What would the employee of the month do? All right. The way I see it. For now, all of our goals are aligned we're a crew we've been a crew and for now we still are so we if we go down to this fight seems like some big shots are gonna be there trying to look at this new drug making a making its premiere on the stage so we go down to this fight i find the parazzo's y'all can get money or something There's also information brokers. This is a nexus event from all over the systems. Information brokers could be there. Might be someone knows something about a certain birthday party. So might be we We all, I'm for this plan of going down to the fight.
3: That's true. Money makes it real easy to live. At a bare minimum, that sounds appealing. Eli looks at blank, goes,
7: "Hey, kid, if you're looking to live, might be you want us to just drop you off on the next eight twelve we come by. But if you're looking to make a life for yourself, only way to do that is by stepping out on a ledge, risking a little something."
4: Kamari slams their fist on the table and says, <laughs>
7: "Risk." <laughs> Risk.
2: They kind of clear up the plate, taking the last spoonful, and um, before standing up and setting the plate onto the table. And they grab their phone, take a few moments to type, and to show the screen again, and it just says, just point me in a direction. We'll start heading there.
7: Cool. I'm going to go get some brooding time in before we land then.
3: All right. We've got a plan. Good team meeting.
0: So you guys make your way back to Irvine Industrial?
3: Yeah, can I table talk, ask a question? Uh A yeah. uh, real question? Um, Chinook, does Kumari have reason to believe that the offending parties are, like, down there somewhere? Or is it...
4: Uh, Yeah, I think the big reason why Kumari hasn't been back here is uh, I think the offending parties I think in like every like small part of each crime family there was someone at that birthday party Kumari mm-hmm. was a little bit of a sketchy sketch but there's a good chance that someone knows something
3: cool okay
0: blank you uh, plug into the computer set a course back for Irvine Industrial rather than choosing to dock at one of the like the larger kind of hangars where you could your ship could get refueled or, or serviced or anything you guys kind of dock out a little bit out of the way, knowing that this is not an area that you're particularly welcome, that you want to be uh, have any of your ship's IDs registered or anything.
6: Brian, could I, before we land, do something?
0: Yeah, what do you want to do?
6: I think Ward just wants to go briefly talk to Eli and and essentially like just goes up to the pod and says, like, look, we don't have to agree, but if we're going to go into this together... We got to be ready to, you know, back each other up. So we good?
7: I got your back as long as you don't get in my way. Same here. I can respect that. I can trust that bond.
5: High
7: five, and then they. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> it's a,
5: the future. Uh, it's a little bit different yeah. than what we do now. Yeah. <laughs> they it's spin a their hands and high then they five. high five. <laughs> a
2: yeah. little oh, bit different. I hate that. Oh, <laughs> is that. <laughs> moist is that high high your moist?
3: <laughs> it's not my <laughs>
2: moist. I, I wouldn't say it's my moist, oh. but it is gross.
0: <laughs> but it is gross. We can all agree that that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> Two weathered outlaws spit five. As you guys go through atmosphere, re-entering uh, a little bit of turbulence as you as you land, kind of off in the kind of deserted area of this moon. It's it's a short hike back to where you're going to I, I assume you guys are looking are you guys trying to go like straight back into the bar or are you trying to like scout from a distance
3: i think we're trying to scout from a distance are we in
5: atmosphere does the moon have breathable atmosphere or are we it is in the, our spaces this is a moon that
0: has um, atmosphere but it's okay. essentially kind of like dead like it looks like the moon but you're able to walk outside cool uh, so there's not much there outside of uh, like minerals and things to be mined.
3: Is this fight like a marquee event in the sense that there would be like I don't know food trucks and stuff like like oh like God, a tailgate? Abby. It is it, it is Abby. it is marquee
0: in the like. Uh, uh, in the underground set like this is not being broadcast to the general public really
3: i wondered like if we park and we're just sort of like trying to blend in with the crowd if there's like a crowd to sort of not be in the bar i feel like
5: instead of like food trucks we'd be looking (laughs) for like extra muscle who's there to like protect the enforcers that the food trucks of the crime world
6: (laughs) (laughs) The food trucks hey they got meat
3: the muscle trucks <laughs> the they got trucks meat. that's just real yeah. street yeah. meat yeah that's the
4: street, street meat, meat. Um, I think also before we leave Kumari is like we should probably like wear disguises or like maybe each other's clothes or something and I think Kamari also like every month just like buys Blank a new mask as like a little gift so Blank has a collection <laughs> of masks that Aww. they don't wear
2: yeah they just they I was gonna say they don't wear them they all. don't wear them <laughs> yeah but yeah. there's a
4: ton of oh. extra masks that we could all wear do you get those at business. the war? Yeah, it's all from the war. Every time I'm like, <laughs> oh I got God. this mask from the war. Oh my God. Like, presenting like I, like, killed someone to get this mask. <laughs>
5: um, I'm, down, I'm down to dress up in disguises before. I would maybe dress up like a businessman.
4: Mm, with a business mask.
5: With a business... <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, a tie, but that is the mask of the businessman. No, <laughs> that is the mask of the businessman.
0: so so you guys so i'll say this you guys land off in the outskirts it is like kind of a a noon time equivalent this fight is happening sometime in the evening Mm
6: -hmm. high noon
0: Uh, yeah you you land at high noon um (laughs) in the in the interim before this fight are you guys trying to like get back in or like are you trying to get in with people who are like making their way to the fight or are you trying to like scout from a distance
3: I want to say that if, like, people are milling around, that Maria's interested in maybe trying to just, like, get some hot goss. Like, she wants to go do some some chats.
6: Maria's a good, like, social scout, honestly.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Is it crazy if we split up and, like, some of us kind of scout the perimeter and some of us, like, even try and go, like, hide where the fight is or, like... Just try and gather information, I feel like.
3: I kind of like, yeah, doing a sort of, some of us go get info, some of us go scope out, like, is there some place we could stake out or, like, where all the exits, (laughs) you know, have they fixed the windows since we smashed them all or not so
5: much? Maybe Blank could be, like, the perimeter because I feel like they can probably move the fastest and, like, cover the most ground with their hoverboard.
2: Yeah, though I will say I probably wouldn't use my hoverboard because of how loud it is. It's really loud. But if you're
5: like far out, like looking for like enemy tanks or Makos or whatever.
2: Yeah, no, I could definitely do that.
3: Oh, like if somebody's trying to like, if someone else, another contingent is lying in wait. (gasps) I didn't even think about that. The danger. (laughs) There's so much
7: Racketing up.
0: I will say as far as like disguises go, you guys can definitely get into this place. Kumari, Eli, and Ward, if the bartender sees you, I don't think you guys have a disguise that would prevent them yeah. from recognizing you.
6: For sure. I
3: was going to say, Maria's disguise I mean, is definitely going from having two braids to one braid. And then she switches her red bandana to a purple one and also puts it on backwards. <laughs> oh,
5: my God. I do a double take where I'm like, Maria, is that you? <laughs> is that you?
4: Kumari is going to, in front of everyone remove the mechanical eye from their face and then throw it on the table. And then their treble cleft tattoo, they're going to peel it off because it's just like a sticker.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and then-
3: Maria oh, is deeply concerned. I feel like she just gets a blues for watching this happen. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead and
0: roll a blues check for you.
3: No. God. Never meet your heroes. That's six.
0: Uh, okay, you don't get a blues.
3: She's upset, but she's like, we have a goal. I'm just going to focus.
0: <laughs> Can I
4: make a roll to maybe take one of Herbie's mechanical arms and attach it to my body to have a bionic arm? So I'm not. <laughs> one of his air arms? His yeah, inflatable one of his air arms? <laughs> with his inflatable arms. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like I have another hand. So I'm not immediately noticeable as the person.
0: Do, so, okay. Do you want it to just be a like. Prosthetic, ascent, like just a it yeah. like just fills a sleeve, or do you want this to be functional? Because <laughs> they are uh, two very different answers. To just suppress. I don't think I have the capacity to make it an actual. Okay. Oh like, yeah, functional you can. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll me a, a savvy check just to see if you can make this like a passable disguise. Okay. Uh,
4: that's uh, my savvy is. I hope it's plus one because I rolled a seven and it's a plus one, so eight. Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, you go over to Herbie. Herbie goes.
3: Hey, how's it going, boss? How can I help you?
0: And just rip off Irby's, one of Herbie's arms. I'm like, I Jesus need this boss. Come on.
4: I love you. love you too. And then Kumari gives Herbie a little forehead kiss and then gets some rope and ties it around there. I was just thinking,
3: like, Maria, use her bandana to, to tie it on to Kumari.
0: You use your bandana to tie this, uh, like, essentially fill this sleeve. You just hear from the background, Herbie going, Oh no i'm gonna have to do a four-hour scan on myself and you guys uh begin to make your way off the ship Uh, Ward does not disguise himself
6: the most he'll do is put his actual jacket over the other jacket the blue the matching blue jacket over the bullet hole jacket nice
5: i think i'd like to maybe find a way to just maybe not do the businessman idea but just like dress like super plain like unnoticeable unobtrusive and try and sneak like back stage or I don't know how crime works back to like the (laughs) boxing green room yeah sure and just like hide in a closet or something and if someone wants to like come with you can borrow Maria's clothes
3: so that you look real basic
5: (laughs) Okay, I'll, I'll I'll borrow Maria's clothes.
4: Kamari also, like, takes off their duster, like, puts their hair up, and, like, I think for the first time, a lot of you realize, like, Kamari is, like, was born a woman and, like, is high femme. Oh.
5: Uh, yeah. Well, yeah like, cute, we love it.
4: Presents that way for, like, the first time, I think, in front of everyone.
0: As you guys make your way off the ship, I want to go around, everyone can roll whatever check they want uh, is in this kind of, like, prep stage. So if you're trying to, like, observe people you can make a savvy check or perception check if you're trying to sneak in somewhere you can roll a a savvy check if you're trying to look intimidating and get in you can make a grit check but everyone i just want to make one check to kind of establish where everyone's at as like the crowd and the crowds begin to come in um so i'll start with uh ward oh man i was hoping i had time to think um
6: (laughs) i think ward is I don't know. Do you want I, a, Ward's, Ward's having, back no, to Word's having no Ward's have I'm just like really Ward's having a really hard time with this knowing that Saul might be here. I think like he's struggling a lot. And then I think that you guys get to the bar and he sort of like steals himself and just goes in and is just gonna act like he's supposed to be there, I guess, as like a grit check.
0: You're gonna roll me a grit check.
6: Like he's a mess up until
0: you get up to the bar that is an eight eight is good you walk in like you own the place i'm gonna say because you're not trying to think you're just walking in you look over and you see the bartender look at you and go very stiff but there are a bunch of people starting to like move in and out you see some of the like the leather jackets of like there's a reno snake here or too there's some like more buttoned up suits that you know are more Perazzo mm. family garb and there are just a bunch of like seems like a bunch of of out-of-system boxing fans have, like, come in for this underground fight. I think that Ward maybe tucked his revolver
6: in the back of his pants, and he sort of, as a show of good faith to the bartender, shows his empty holster inside his jacket. It's like, I'm not going to try anything.
0: The bartender tenses up and, like, sees you and kind of gives you a very wary nod. He looks at you and kind of gives you the nod of, like, did you do it? Like, did you get rid of the body?
6: Yeah, I give him a very, a certain nod so that there's
0: no misinterpreting. You see his shoulders kind of relax and you look around the bar and the bar has been, like the bar is, this is not a bar that is ever clean. This is like a, you know, a shithole bar. This yeah. bar is clean. And it yeah. is. It like is, new window already. They they did, they honestly went too hard cleaning this place. Like it now looks suspicious because it's so clean. Yeah. Ward, you, you make your way in uh, blank, what are you doing?
2: I'm going to be doing the whole, like, surveying the area, the like, probably furthest perimeter I can get away with, um, just to keep an eye on if any third parties or anyone who is just generally coming to this event, I could just keep an eye on them. They'll come ins and outs of it. Um, and I'd be probably riding my hoverboard fairly high up in the, in the air, just to get a good vantage point of of it when I'm walking, cycling around. I'll say...
0: Um... Make a perception check. I'll let you roll with the upper hand. Uh since you're on your board. Uh eleven. Blank with an eleven, you begin to do large loops, just kind of like slowly, starting in a very wide arc, and then just kind of spiraling in a little bit. You look around, you see a bunch of like very fancy cars and personal spacecraft are coming in. You see a lot of like things that are both there there's some that are like too expensive for this area. Like this is a shitty, like kind of backwater mining town. That you know are likely like parazo enforcers or goons or like out of system criminals of various uh, extents. You do see a number of hoverboards that you know belong to the Reno snakes, like people kind of out in the distance. You're staying uh, uh, high enough up and like out of the way that they're not really like looking at you. But as you are going around, probably in your third or fourth loop, you see a slightly odd sight that you don't see that often. You see uh, a Reno snake. Um, with uh, cut off sleeves on their their like leather jacket, they're wearing a long red scarf tied around their neck. And there's a second person on their board, like essentially holding on to their waist as they're riding. It's not that common to like ride tandem on these boards, uh, just because yeah. they're pretty unstable when you do that. Which means you know that the rider is exceptionally skilled. But you see this long red scarf. And you see a little notch on the back of it that is like uh, essentially like a white cutout, uh, that has this little like triangle sigil. You recognize the scarf.
7: <gasps> Do you now?
0: And you see Dell with someone on their board. <gasps> fly <past
1: Yo>! <laughs> oh! <laughs>
2: oh! The
1: heartbreak!
2: Can I roll a please check? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll, roll a blues, it. check. Just t- give <laughs> give give them the blues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh good. I have to add grit to it, right? Yeah, grit.
0: Yeah, that's a ten. Yeah. Ooh. You okay. uh, can you tell me as you as you take that blues, when did you give that scarf to Dell? Nice, nice,
2: nice. It's probably been maybe ten years at this point. Um, We were pretty young, and we had just... With our life, you kind of have to do what you can to get by. We'd just made with some food from a bakery. Um, And we were just running down the streets as fast as we could with the baker pretty hot on our tails. And this guy was pretty tired of our shit by now. We've targeted them pretty frequently because there's just not many people stopping us i at their place, at their bakery. And it reached a point where they were throwing stuff at us, trying to slow us down to stop us. And and Del took a a glass plate to the back of their heads, and they stumbled and fell. And though the initial wound wasn't too bad, it did bleed quite a bit. So after I, we barely got them back on the feet and continued to run and lost the baker family, I had to do something to wrap up the wound, stop the bleeding. So honestly, I just went, climbed over into the garden of someone and took some of their laundry. And one of them was uh, two red, two long red scarves. And I grabbed both of them and used one to staunch the bleeding and the other to lightly wrap up some of my wounds that had sustained along the way. And we just kind of laughed with each other. This wasn't the first time we got a bit roughed up, but this was definitely the most exciting, the most fun. We haven't had like a, a street chase before. It'd never been a case where we felt like we were in danger. And I think just the adrenaline wearing off and the realization that we're okay, we just laid on the ground in this abandoned warehouse laughing as we tended to our wounds. Um, I haven't, haven't seen that scarf since the day I to run just over a year ago from from the bar on Reno 12.
0: As you see this scarf fly by knowing who it is wrapped around do you continue circling this
2: area or do you follow after Dell? <sighs> I think there's a moment of pause where my, my, my spattering, my circling stops and I'm just in a straight line staring at this red scarf flitting by and I think sub just unconsciously, without really thinking about it, I start to follow.
0: You start following from a distance behind, knowing that you're only a few minutes out from this area, and you'd be in see Dell uh, heading towards the ground.
6: Hey there, it's Elliot from the Many Sided Media team. In addition to playing and producing here on My First Dungeon, I'm also a game designer, known for such games as Something Is Wrong With The Chickens, a rules-like game of chickens, eldritch horror, and revenge. Project Echo, a solo time travel game played in the pages of a planner. And the upcoming Rom-Com Drama Bomb, a three-player game of meat cutes and mayhem. If you like weird and unique games and want to bring something new to your table, head to moreblueberries.shop and use code MYFIRSTDUNGEON for 20% off your order. That's M-O-R-E-B-L-U-E-B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot shop. Thanks.
0: Maria, what do you do?
3: Maria wants to head into the crowd and see what sort of intel, just anything interesting, whether it's about Parazos or the fight or... Uh, Go ahead uh, and
0: roll a Savvy check. Um, I'll, let you, I'll let you do it with the upper hand.
3: Ooh, 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 baby. That's a five, a five and a six. So that's, what is that? Eleven plus two, so thirteen.
0: I'll let you pick two of these three. Do you want to learn something about the Parazos? Or something like from kind of like Parazzo people? Something from the Reno Snakes or something about uh, Saul Jackson?
3: Oh, Maria definitely wants to know something about Saul Jackson. And I think I think the parazos have just come up a lot. So I think uh, Parazos and Saul Jackson.
0: You're kind of moving through this crowd pretty easily. You're very plain and, and unintimidating without even a wrench as a weapon anymore because you gave it away to the bartender?
3: Oh, when we got back to the ship, I definitely went over to the toolbox and got something else out.
0: Oh, okay. So you now have... I have a uh, new wrench or something. A different wrench, of a course. Screwdriver? I don't know. You learned a couple things just like hearing conversations and having kind of half-hearted talks with various people at the bar. For the Perazos, um, you learned a lot of what uh, Blank had learned. You know that Casey Perazos was supposed to be in this fight, though... You and only a few others know that Casey will not make it to this fight. Mm-hmm. You know that the Perazos are trying to buy the Tomaton Automotive Factory and like increase their in- kind of like this is a move to kind of win the war against the Reno Snakes. Like this will be enough to put them over the top.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know that that money and Indy Carter has not been found, so the information that you have is ahead of what they have. Okay. You hear one of the Perazzo family kind of like enforcers is talking to another one, going, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know." Like. Listen, like, Casey, is, you know, Casey's kind of a flake. Casey's, like, kind of fucked up a little bit. But, like, Casey never turns down a fight. Like, I'd, no one's heard from her in, like, I don't know, 12, 13 hours. Like, that's not unusual most days. But, like, today, like, she was supposed to be sparring all morning. She missed all of her sessions. So, like, listen, I don't know what happens if this fight doesn't happen. Like, there's a lot of money riding on this thing. And then you hear the other one look. Look at him and go. Yeah, but is I mean is Tony still coming? Like, do we still need to keep a perimeter? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean Tony's still gonna be here.
3: And that's the head of the Perazzo family.
0: Uh Tony is the the matron of the Perazzo family.
3: Alright, Tony's
5: coming to the fat. Is this Tony with an eye?
0: Tony with an eye, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah, Classic it is. Tony.
5: Classic space Tony. <laughs>
0: Eli.
3: Oh wait, what oh, do I yeah, learn about Saul Jackson? Oh, what do you learn about Saul Jackson? Saul motherfucking Jackson. Saul oh, motherfucking Jackson.
0: This is, this is a great question. As you're as you're hearing this conversation about the Perazos, you hear one of them kind of look out the window and go, "The fucking Saul Jackson. What the fuck is he doing here?" And you see a hoverboard land. You see a person with a like motorcycle helmet pull off their helmet wearing a long red scarf and stepping off of their board as well is a very well-suited man kind of like slicked back hair who immediately lights up a cigarillo and begins to walk into the bar with a sense of purpose.
3: Oh my God so Dell is not working for the Reno snakes. Dell is walking working for Saul Jackson Wait, <laughs> Del's, Del's but Del's Del is wearing... wearing a Reno snakes jacket. But it doesn't have sleeves. No, but it
1: doesn't have sleeves! <laughs> <laughs>
3: what does it all mean? Saul Jackson's working with the snakes,
5: right? Oh, There's gotta be. He
0: he was flown here by a Reno snake. You know that much. About.
5: <gasps> are we? We're on comms, right? Like uh, we you have-
0: you are on comms that are specifically shitty. So, but you can definitely um you can definitely relay this information if you want. Do you relay that you see Saul Jackson? Is just like, confirming that I know? You, yeah, you hear a couple of Parazzo goons being like, what the fuck is Saul Jackson doing here? Like,
3: No, but, like, I know that Ward is Saul's son. Like, I know that Yeah, you history. do know that. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. Not, I think,
6: uh, you probably don't know, like, all the details, but I think at this point, as it's gotten closer, Ward has kind of let slip that he doesn't want to see his
5: dad.
3: Yeah, um, okay. Uh, yeah, Maria definitely, upon seeing Saul Jackson, doesn't know read, who yeah. Dell is, but it's going to come on the comms. And be like, the papa is in the house. I repeat, the papa is in the house. <laughs> she, uh, can I make I a mean, blues check when I
0: get that message? <laughs> yeah, you can make a blues check.
6: Uh, that is 11, so I
0: am now at 8. We have four of our five <gasps> Andresdale Outlaws at 8. Trouble is certainly... Coming to brewing
6: ward is also taking a deep seat in the bar so he's he's not like it's not very obvious he's there when when saul arrives just to avoid any
0: immediate explosions yeah. <laughs> uh, maria you see saul very quickly get escorted down a like you see the bartender sees him quickly like kind of calls him over and escorts him down a flight of stairs this is not only a metaphorical but a literal underground boxing fight <laughs> you see as they're walking down the bartender kind of has a quizzical look on his face like asking some kind of question and saul is clearly talking very quickly of being like you get the sense of like no no it's good it's fine everything's fine it's the vibe that he's giving off
3: um can i ask one other question sure on my turn um Del doesn't have red hair no okay is
5: this a guess who? <laughs> 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 guess who, orbital blues. Guess who, orbital
2: blues. It helps. I did write a quick dog description. Um, oh, yeah. I described great. them yesterday. Uh, 5'10", thin person, pale, like very pale white skin, deep brown hair and light blue eyes. He probably leaned up a little bit from if they're like uh, at this point, but I described them previously as kind of lanky, more lanky than lean. Kind of sneaky, roguelike kind of vibe and usually usually quite very quiet spoken. But again, that was the last time I saw them. So who knows okay. what's changed since then.
3: I was wondering if maybe Dell had had decided to lead a second life and had rebranded <laughs> oh as as Jesse Red.
2: Yeah. That'd be wild. <laughs> oh,
3: but oh I, I think God. I'm working too hard at a lot of the, the You're finagling of this again. Game. I'm yeah. finagling all over the place. So
0: that would have been a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I didn't have it. <laughs> uh, Eli, what do you what do you do as you head towards this bar?
5: Well, I think if I've if Maria shared that I know t- Tony Perrazzo is going to be here, I think I would like to find a different way into the bar, like sneak in or poses maintenance i don't know sneak in through an air duct or something and find my way to where the fight the back room is gonna fight happen
3: i love the picture of eli on like the outside of this rusty bar like <laughs> hoisting themselves up to get into the air ducts and everyone yeah, in the parking yeah. lot being like what are you think Eli's a great character to? to cut
0: back to like oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i also love the idea of cutting back to eli and it's like Moving sneakily through, but then everyone in the bar just hears above them:
3: bang, bang, bang. bang. <laughs> okay. No, no,
5: I want to be stealthy about it. Okay, uh, go,
0: go ahead and roll me a uh, go and roll me a savvy check.
5: Okay. Wait, eleven.
0: Hell yeah! Do you do you want to try to do like sneaky as in not seen or sneaky as in not noticed?
5: I'm gonna try and be. Really unnoticed, because it's pretty easy to blend in. I was just playing Assassin's Creed this morning. Hmm. It's easy to blend in with a crowd <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so i'd like to I'd like to really like hide somewhere where I feel like the important is there a closet around where I feel like the important people are gonna like meet each other because I can maybe like murk Tony Parazzo
0: you make your way down to the basement. Uh You kind of, like, grab up some boxes and kind of, like, moving down quickly. There's enough motion happening in this bar. There's, like, pretty much no one's allowed downstairs quite yet. Like, uh-huh. everyone's getting ready, so, like, everyone's just getting plastered up in the bar. It's just, like, it's getting rowdy. There are Reno Snakes and Parazos here that seem to be at, like, a tentative, like, this is a truce moment kind of. You yeah. see them testing that truce, but all of them knowing what their orders are of, like, We're gonna have a fight. We're all here to witness this fight. No one fuck with anybody else.
5: Okay. So I kind of sneak back, as I go sneak back to that, like, door that leads down to the basement, I'm just like, what's that? Another case of bruise coming right up! And then just, like, sneak my way in, unnoticed.
0: Yeah, you make your way down, um, into the basement, and in the basement, you see the amount of stairs you go down is surprising to you like you expected you know 13 stairs to a basement or like 13 stairs to a floor you go down 30 40 50 stairs kind of in this winding like kind of back and forth thing and it's kind of like somewhere around like the third or fourth floor you go down that you realize oh this is a mining town and you realize that you are down deep in what was a former like excavated mine that is now it seems to be disused Uh, so they built a bar on top of it
3: as one does.
0: As one does. Um, <laughs> you get down there and you see a cavern that is like 30 feet high. So this big rounded out cavern that has a bunch of branches going off of it that are clearly like mining shafts and tunnels. Some of them kind of boarded up and some of them have like, you know, tape on them, like, you know, unstable. A few of them seem to still be in working order um, or at least, you know, not collapsing. And in the center of this giant cavern is a classic boxing ring with a bunch of you know stadium seating set up around it uh you see affixed to the ceiling or a bunch of lights and things this is like an underground spot but they've clearly done it up like events happen here for high rollers mm. Cool.
5: Um, can the, the lights on the hallways are they the and like the branching spokes are they those like lights with the little cages around them like the long yellow strips oh, with the little metal cages around them okay cool just wanted to confirm.
3: Right. <laughs> For visual, you know, reasons. For visual. Is it
0: confirm. like bumping down there? There it there's not that many people down here. There is like um you see Saul Jackson talking to the bartender, uh, you see a couple other people moving stuff around, and you see like a DJ off in the corner who is like testing all their gear. So like <laughs>
5: DJ.
0: So like uh or like an MC and, and the everything is like DJs, being tested. food
5: trucks. This is the most Brooklyn ass <laughs> underground fighting ring I've ever heard of.
0: Everything is, like, getting tested for the event, but, like, above you upstairs, you can hear people, like, getting restless. Uh, It's probably, like, maybe an hour from fight time, and you hear, uh, you you begin to, like, look for a space. You're kind of, like, hiding behind these boxes, moving around. There's not a lot of places to go, but as you're walking by, you hear the bartender and Saul Jackson kind of arguing. Uh, The bartender looks at Saul and just goes, what do you mean you don't know where she... Like, we, we gotta have a fucking fight here, okay? Like... I, I haven't heard from casey all day and that's fucking weird so like you know if if red's not gonna be here you need to bring someone else or something and so it's just like listen all right red's gonna be here okay you're gonna get you're gonna get your fight you're gonna get your money You're gonna get your demonstration everything's gonna be a-okay groovy all right all right just you just need to calm down just like fucking calm down okay have i ever not delivered bartender looks goes you don't deliver all the time. Wait, but, but have I not <laughs> delivered on this magnitude? No, you, you've not delivered on this magnitude before, <laughs> <to> quite frankly. <laughs> okay, but, but this time, this time, I'm delivering. I brought you an out-of-systems champion, okay? And that's what you're going to be getting tonight. An out-of-systems champion, bucking up Casey Perrazzo, okay? That's what you wanted. That's what you're getting, all right?
5: <gasps> it's going to be Dell. I tell everyone on comms. I think I think the champion is going to be Dell. But do we do, know? Do, do I we, we know? We knows, knows. No one knows. No one knows. Yeah, yeah. Oh Delis.
2: yeah, Blank truly think... has not told anyone anything really about. Yeah. Um, they kind of shut up on your ship and was like, "I'm staying here now."
3: We were like, "You're good at flying. <laughs> I'm not, so you take <laughs> yeah. over." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, you could tell us Red's not here.
5: Yeah, I'll say Red's not here, and then I'll ask. Um, Maria, if they thought that the pilot of the hoverboard carrying Saul, like did they look like a fighter? Like, did they look dangerous in any way? Could you tell that? I mean, I, I c- guess I'm asking Brian through you. Are they down
0: there with you, maybe? <laughs> the hoverboard rider stayed up in the bar.
5: Okay, so that's probably not the... F- I they, don't it doesn't they, it-
0: they don't look... Um, in the way that uh, Casey Prozzi looked like a heavyweight boxer... Yeah. If this person's a the fighter they look like uh you know, welter middleweight. Okay. Okay Like like they're they're fit and they can fight, but they're not a a fucking bruiser. They're, you know, they're not Mike Tyson. Well maybe after they take punch ups.
5: Well, I'm gonna tell everyone, Red's not coming, there's another out of system fighter peg to come and do the demonstration.
3: Maria will will haven't clocked whoever yet. Yeah, Dell, even though she doesn't know it's Dell. And yeah, they're like, They got they got dropped off here on a hoverboard, but I don't, that that hoverboarder doesn't look like they could take Casey Peraza. That wouldn't be a safe bet. Mm.
5: Okay, I'm going to continue just, I, I guess I'm going to try, is there like a, like a manager's office down here that they'd maybe use as a VIP box for the Perazos or something?
0: Uh, as far as like VIP boxes, you do see a section of the bleachers that has a couple of Uh, like Perazzo Enforcers kind of moving around it, like doing a perimeter sweep, like making sure there's no, you know, whatever's on it. So you see a section that's a little nice that seems like it would likely be uh, a Perazzo box.
5: Okay, I'm going to pick up a Workman's, like, Pork Pie, like, cap that's, like, by me, like a Newsy cap that just happens to be on a box. And I'm just going to put that Newsy cap on and then pick up some, some, like, crates that look like they would be on a space mining base and then just like kind of casually walk around and just hang out and like pretend like I'm doing busy work down there Okay. until shit goes down and try and like blend in with the crowd and always staying close to that like Perazzo area
0: cool as you're down here you you can like keep a distance kind of for free and without a check I think the second you start getting closer to anywhere that has a, a large collection of Parazos, any kind of savvy checks that you make are going to be made with against the odds because you are a very known entity,
5: yeah, cool my my I'll just be transparent. my long game is just like it's crazy, but I feel like I'm gonna stake out until I can just like
0: go guns blazing.
5: Tony and mm-hmm. just be like if I die, like fuck it okay okay
0: you make yourself kind of scarce in this area. you notice that the uh, the bartender who's talking with Saul, is like looking pretty worried. You see he's looking worried not only because it seems like Red isn't there, but you also know that he knows that Casey Perrazzo is not making it to this fight. So there's a bunch of people upstairs (laughs) all ready to see a big fight happening. And right now, no one is going to be fighting. Mm -hmm. Uh, For sure, not one person and maybe not both. But he's doing his best to keep it together last up is kumari kumari what are you what are you doing as the the tension before this fight is beginning to build and the the crowd in the bar is getting a little bit rowdy getting ready to be led into their seats down in the basement yeah i think
4: like uh like before everyone like left the ship kumari was like all right we're gonna like break up into teams i just gotta use the bathroom really quick and then kumari went to use the bathroom and then came back and everyone's gone uh (laughs) and then they were like they turned to like i guess uh, uh dick whiskey and they're like did everybody leave
7: Oh, man, I, I, I don't
0: know. Like, I, I turned around to go clean some dishes, then all of a sudden everybody's just gone, and I I don't know. I just, you know, I'm just going to try to make dinner for y'all.
4: Okay, whatever. You stay here. Herbie, come on, let's go. And takes Herbie off the ship to scout the crowd, uh, I think is what Kamari's doing, which is kind of like in the crowd walking around with, like, Herbie as, like, their droid or android thing that they're maybe standing around to be like, this is going to, they're going to take part in the droid fights.
0: You see, uh, Herbie comes off. She just goes.
3: You got it, boss.
0: And then you just hear like balloons, which is like tweet, 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 tweet.
2: Something That
3: is an inflatable With Android. With
2: Herbie, <laughs> I'm fully think. I'm imagining like Baymax for, like, yes, a, like Aww. armor, like armor yeah. Baymax.
6: But he's got a cage. Aww. He's got a metal cage that he fills.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: I will say um, mechanically for Herbie, b- because like because we don't necessarily have stats for Herbie. Herbie can do a crazy amount of things. Herbie has one heart because he is essentially a balloon. Yeah, so yeah. You one do bullet, shit with and balloon. Herbie's done.
3: <laughs> and did Kumari yeah. not already kill Herbie by taking their arm? Then
6: no, you knew what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've. The arm's a separate piece.
4: Mm. Right. I've had to rebuild Herbie a few times, poorly. <laughs> and then I think Kumari's like kind of wandering in the crowd, like unsure of like really what to do or like what to ask, and he's kind of maybe like talking to Herbie in, like, a cathartic, like, I need to just tell someone these things, um, and, like, divulges to Herbie, like, the, like, I guess is, like, uh, yeah, uh, in, like, a serious tone, or not serious tone, just, like, I feel like today's, uh, I don't know why, I just feel like today is the day I'm going to figure out who stole the birthday from me, and then, like, maybe has, like, a flashback of that day, where, like, you see, like, their kid who is 10 years old walking into the this karaoke bar <laughs> somehow and, like, by themselves and Kumari's completely confused and, like, runs up to Kumari as Kumari, like, turns to, like, look at Maria and, like, their other friends and then, like, this kid hugs Kumari and Kumari's, like, unsure what to do and, like, hands Kumari a gift and, like, Kumari's, like, just stunned and, like, cries a little bit and like puts the gift like on a table with a bunch of like the other gifts and cards and stuff and i think uh Kumari then like leaves for like has to be like hey uh, i'll be right back and then walks outside uh for a moment and like uh is like crying outside um and i think Maria comes out to be like what's wrong and like as Maria does you hear like a huge explosion from the inside
1: at the karaoke bar,
4: and then uh, Kumai looks back and comes back to, and like is still t- like telling Herbie the story, and is like, "Yeah, I lost. Uh, Nobody inside that I knew came out." And all the cards and gifts I got were gone. My past is riddled with me stealing from all these crime families. And I'm pretty sure one of them wanted me dead, but I don't know how they got me. And then Kamara's going to like look for any familiar faces from that night.
0: Go ahead and roll me a perception check. And I'll say you can roll with um, uh, with the upper hand. That's an eight. It's just enough.
6: Do I see Kumari in the bar?
0: Uh, yeah, you see Kumari.
6: I think I join them.
4: Kumari goes. I know, uh, Wardley. I. I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing a
1: birthday thing right now. Uh-huh. I'm really. I got to do this. I'm so sorry. And then hugs
4: Wardley, and is like, I think trying to tell them that you can follow me if you want, but I don't know where this is going to go.
6: But I need to go do this. Okay. I think that that honestly. Sort of, maybe clarify something for Ward on a personal level, and uh, Ward separates and is is gonna move with the crowd down if the crowd's moving down to the to the basement, but separate from Kumari with that.
0: It's about that time you hear uh, the like double cellar doors burst open again, and uh, the bartender walks up and goes. All right, you motherfuckers, get on down here. <laughs> uh, and you see this bartender is putting on the bravest of faces and is inviting all manner of trouble into this mine basement shaft, knowing that right now there is no entertainment that is going to be happening, but it's just moving ahead as if nothing's wrong because that's all that they can possibly do. You hear him go, oh, get down here, you motherfuckers. And everyone goes, ah! You hear begin to hear a chance of KC, KC, and you hear uh, a slightly small. Actually, I guess it would be a bigger contingent of just like red, Road red, rose, red, rose, red, rose, red. Road. That goes kind of hard.
2: <laughs> oh, it goes real hard. <laughs> yeah.
0: And as people begin to make their way down, uh, Kumari, you see John Tequila Rogers kind of quietly making his way downstairs as well, kind of going along in this crowd that is chanting red roads, though very noticeably not chanting along with them.
3: As everyone's going down, Maria definitely doesn't put two and two together and doesn't realize, but solely because Maria saw Saul get dropped off by the person in the red scarf and that Eli um, shared that red is missing... And I'm like, that can't be the replacement fighter, but like, I don't know why they're with Saw or whatever. The Maria is sort of moving down with the crowd, but is kind of trying to keep close to Dell. You
0: guys begin to move down, you're keeping close to Dell. You see, the ring is empty. There's a couple of like, uh, scantily dressed people who are like walking around the ring with, you know, big inflatable balls and are like throwing them into the crowd. and
5: Can one of them have three boobs? Because
0: it's... Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they got-, <Yeah>. <laughs> <you> got triple <laughs> implants and that's like the new like tit trend. There,
0: there, there's, a woman, there's a woman with three boobs. There's there's a man that has like a double banana hammock. You know, <laughs> there's a whole... Whoa. whole Love it. Going right. that's Love thing. it. <laughs> everyone's going nuts it's the um,
3: latest trend in tits <laughs> the latest yeah. trend in tits is three is put
0: certainly. that on a t-shirt baby <laughs> <laughs> honestly that would sell if, if you had a shirt that was just this just is like, the latest trend in tits
3: you know those like oversized ones that look like it's a lady's body in a bikini yes! except mm. it's that yes. but it has three boobs that's what I want that's the merch yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: You guys make your way down as everyone begins to kind of, like, settle in their seats. Crowd's very raucous. Everyone's just, like, going crazy, chanting back and forth. The fight is slated to start in about 15 minutes. You know, these things never quite start on time. But the crowd is getting—the crowd is at the point of being, like, amped, not at the point of being angry yet. But you know that tide will turn pretty quickly. As you guys are kind of, like, moving down into this crowd, moving through this crowd— uh, Maria, if you're staying close to Dell, mm-hmm. it's not long after you kind of get down there, you're just kind of staying a few body lengths away. You see Saul Jackson walk up to Dell again as you kind of like move closer. Go ahead and roll me a perception check.
7: Oh, snake eyes.
0: Ooh, <laughs> bummer.
7: I get distracted.
0: Tell me, what do you get distracted by? Um,. Triple boobs.
7: Triple boobs. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go
6: your
0: thing.
3: Maria <laughs> is like, no,
0: the plainest of uh,
3: plane and this is exciting for her.
0: Yeah, the, the question going through your mind is, how do you motivate three boobs? <laughs>
3: yeah, she's, she's trying to do the <laughs> Very <math>. carefully. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> she's like, do you do two at a time? Do you, like, harmonica it? Like, what do you... <laughs> yeah, I think you gotta do one one oh hand face between two mm, and
5: then hand and then switch face and then of hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maria's doing some
6: deep thinking oh the game of sad horny cowboys
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maria you get you get distracted but uh, you do see as you kind of glance back you see Saul begin to like clearly they've like you've missed the conversation Saul is looking like angry and worried but hand something to Dell and you see Dell is holding something uh in their hand.
3: It is a size that can be concealed by a closed hand.
0: Uh, I'm gonna say with uh snake eyes, it can absolutely <laughs> be concealed with a closed hand.
3: They're hiding something over there.
0: But you see Dell uh looking very worried and surprised as Saul makes his way over to the bartender. You see the bartender and Saul having like a heated conversation as well before the bartender just kind of goes, like throws up their hands and goes like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. It is the vibe you get from the distance. As that happens, off in the distance through one of these abandoned mining tunnels, you see a number of the crowd kind of like hush. It's It's that perceptual thing that happens in the crowd when like when the band comes on, everyone kind of cheers or when something happens on stage, like everything just kind of grows hush or changes for a minute. And that quality of the air changes down here. It takes a minute to realize what exactly is happening from on the ground and not kind of up in the the higher stands but off in the distance as you look over you see moving from one of the abandoned tunnels is a contingent of parazo goons all surrounding uh, one kind of elderly woman probably in her like late 60s but looks younger is clearly a very active woman someone walks forward with a power that exudes from a great distance from her. And she moves very quickly through. Actually, she moves very much at her own pace and people around her quickly move out of her way. You see from the distance a figure you've not seen in some time, uh, Eli. You see Tony Perrazzo.
5: My hand flies to my hip and my, just instinctively, and my finger twitches. But then I see all the guards and I, I picture myself in my mind whipping out my, my nine millimeter precise pistol and putting a bullet straight through her head. And then I just see like all these guards and there's just too much of a chance that it won't work. And I just let that moment slip past. Uh, cause I, I'm just too scared that someone will jump in front of the way and I'll, I'll lose my chance. So I'm going to wait for her to get a little bit closer. And I put that, I pull the pork boy, pork, pork pie hat a little farther down my, around my eyes to obscure my face Uh,
0: From this distance you see uh, Tony Perrazzo begin to be escorted up into her kind of like section of the bleachers Uh, she's got, where everyone else, everything else is just kind of like bleacher seating, hers they've physically like put essentially a lazy boy chair like (laughs) on a bleacher like they've basically (laughs) welded it to it Um, so it's very much this kind of janky throne
5: I should have asked this before, but are these bleachers, like, is there space underneath them? Could I, like, you know, 90s movie, like, where a little pervert kid would, like, look up skirts? Can I, like, hide down there to, like, shoot her? Or would they have checked? I, I don't know. Or there, is there, like, a maintenance, you know? there
0: are They are kind of, like, football bleachers, like football stadium yeah. bleachers. So you could get under them. You notice that under hers, there are a number of Perazzo. Like, this, like, essentially, like, all the other bleachers are, like, no one gives a fuck. By the Perazzos, there are guards kind of all around the bleachers. Her bleachers are noticeably, like, all Perazzo. Like, there's 40 or 50 people in this bleacher. Every single one of them is a Perazzo.
5: Okay, Eli flashes back to a recent caper that this crew had where they... Snuck up on someone in a bathroom and kicked their ass in a bathroom. And Eli's gonna try and wait till Tony needs a minute alone, and like anticipate that, and maybe try and sneak into the bathroom, even if there's guards like stationed around it. That's and I'm just gonna kind of hold my action. For
0: now. <laughs> cool. I think as you're you're watching, you also see someone one of the kind of Parazzo enforcers come up to uh, Tony and kind of like whispers in her ear. She looks over at, at the enforcement kind of like has a flash of worry or misunderstanding on, on her face. And you see her kind of like wave over and the, the bartender uh, walks over like the the owner of the establishment walks over. Um, And they have a quick conversation where he is extremely nervous you know because he knows a lot more than he's saying. uh you see uh the bartender kind of has this conversation, looks worried, you know because they know that Casey isn't coming, and you kind of it you kind of intuit that the the question that is being asked is where is Casey, And the bartender is saying, "I don't know." And Tony starts to kind of like look around worried. go ahead and make a savvy check for me, Eli.
5: Ooh, that's a 10.
0: As Tony looks around, she kind of like waves over to one of her kind of like right-hand people who begins to kind of like talk to a bunch of other people. You recognize that there is a large Parazzo contingent here. Like if something went down between the Parazzos and the Reno Snakes, like it'd be crazy. But the Parazzos cool. kind of have the numbers in this in this
5: space. Okay. Okay.
0: You also recognize that the look on Tony's face is I thought this was taken care of, something's wrong, we might be pulling out. (sighs) They're not making that call yet, but you see, like, what you see as people are moving around is, like, we might be moving out, like, everyone get ready, because we don't know what's going on here. Like, are you moving down into this area?
2: Yeah, I, I rolled, like, while everyone's talking, I rolled a seven to see how unnoticed I am, and I rolled a 13. So I'm, like, invisible. <gasps> yeah, um, baby! So like, I'm just lurking. So I'm, like, <laughs> within the crowd mingling, like, keeping close. I think I managed to get closer to Dell than Maria was, and I'm just, like, kind of floating around that orbit, um, just trying to keep an eye on them, especially after they took the helmet off. I'm like, okay, this is Dell. Yeah. Yeah, they've been just trying to get any, trying to look for a moment to pull Dell aside.
5: To disguise yourself, would you take off your mask? Whoa. To like, no, disguise I yourself? think they just
2: have like a I have thing they have their hood up. Um cool. So Assassin's it's kind of like Creed a, awesome. yeah, Assassin's Creed style, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shadow over the face. Great.
0: Um yeah. Yeah, the, the, the crowd in here is like still moving and bustling. It's not too hard to hide yourself. I and mean, imagine it's kind of dark. The like outskirt is dark and then like the ring is being illuminated. Yeah. You you move through and kind of moving close to Dale, uh, you see Dale kind of Fidgeting with something in her hands, and, and begins to move to move to follow Saul, who seems to be walking over towards the bartender, who's kind of now in like this neutral position, um, kind of in between where Tony Perazzo is and where uh, where Saul was before.
2: I think Blanco kind of and waits for whatever conversation might be about to go down between the barkeeper and Saul to finish, and once it does he's going to try and talk to the barkeep to get just be like what did what did you just talk about what's happening
0: you see Saul and him have like a quick conversation the bartender gives a nod and glances over at Dell and just kind of like, again gives the like bucket kind of motion and begins to walk over towards uh the MC you kind of intercept
2: him as he's going to the MC you know i type up what's happening and i show the screen phone to them
0: he he looks you like recognizes you from yesterday but doesn't really know because you were kind of out of the fight in a sense he saw you leave with them but doesn't really doesn't consider you in the same realm of like eli and kumari and ward yeah no no big deal we're just uh adding a little undercard fight uh while we wait for so for, for the heavyweights to uh finish their, their their warm-up routine so you know just to keep the crowd
2: entertained we're gonna do a little undercard fight their eyes widen because I think they know Soul Traction enough to know that they're not fighting. Uh, they, they know their reputation. They're probably not fighting. And the only other person that was with them was Dell. And they kind of grab the barkeep by the arm and then again tie something up quickly in their one head and shows the screen. It says, The, the person in the red scarf, are they fighting?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, Delta or Dell or. I don't know one L or two. I don't know. We're not, we're not printing programs for this thing. I, I just got to go tell the MC we got to make the announcement. Uh, I'm still trying to find another fighter, so it's gonna be uh, Dell versus somebody. But we gotta we gotta get this crowd entertained before they get a little restless.
5: There ain't no zines for sale at this <laughs> <laughs> at this underground fighting ring.
2: I want to ask about the table. Is everyone okay? With blank being the one to fight before I offer this.
5: Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, Do what you want?
2: Kick it. Okay.
5: Badass, is the ma- maybe the mask get We'll see a of your face. It's crazy. Break the mask!
2: Break the mask! I again would like tighten my grip on the barkeep's arm as they like try to move to the MC and shake my head, and then again quickly type down and just says, "You have your fighter."
0: Bartender kind of looks at you, like kind of like wrestles your arm off for a second. It's like, "No, I gotta go," but then see kind of looks down at the thing, sees it looks at you looks over at dale kind of like scans dale's like really like taking in like is this a matchup like like does this make sense looks at dale looks at you kind of like leans in close goes i mean you do you, you know what you're yourself into I, like, listen you guys i know you i know you're with those people and i don't want to fuck with you because you you helped us out of a, i mean admittedly it's a scrape that you caused but that's from what i understand about this fight it's not exactly going to be a fair fight okay if you want to get yourself hurt, that's fine by me, but
2: I just want to do you a solid. They don't even retype anything, they just push the same message on the phone into their chest and then put it into their face. You have your fighter. All right, then what name do you want me to announce? They delete the text and just show a blank screen. <laughs>
3: God, I fucking love Blank. <laughs> Chinook was so excited to, like, learn Blank's original name. <laughs> got so, so, so deflated when it was
5: like, no, Such it's not.
3: I thought we were about to get a huge reveal. Like,
5: Drax no. swan
0: songs. Drax <laughs> swan songs. <laughs> you, you see the, bar, the the bartender kind of, like, look at the, the phone and kind of, like, tap it for a second, like, as if, like, is this thing busted? And then, like, just looks back at you and goes, oh, I get it. It's okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Walks over to the <laughs> MC, uh, grabs onto the microphone and goes, well, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a bit of a delay here before the main event. You hear immediately, boob, up, 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 But wait a minute, wait a minute at the undercarriage bar. We always know how to treat you right. So we're going to start you off with a little surprise welterweight competition. How's that sound? And you immediately hear,
3: to watch violence. We love it. That's the cheer. We love
0: violence. We love violence. Violence. We We love love violence. violence. It like holds out the the microphone to the crowd. The the cheers echo out uh, through the speakers getting like reverbed and ramped and building up. Brings the microphone back to his mouth and goes, all right, introducing your first competitor. They're coming in at five foot ten, 153 pounds, fighting out of the seven year ish. Fighting out of the seven-year rich, this is going to be a fantastic first-time fighter. Please give it up for Dell. You immediately whoo. see uh Dell walks up and the whole contingent of Reno Snake starts cheering.
1: Dell! Dell! Del. Dell! Del. 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 Del
0: It kinda takes Del. on a Bill Nye the Science Guy type vibe.
1: Dell! <laughs> Del. Dell! Dell! <laughs> Dell! <laughs>
0: del uh, walks into the ring rips off the reno snakes jacket has like cut off sleeves and you see like pretty well defined arms and has wrapped her hands up in like tape but this is a bare knuckle boxing match so it's just wrapped up in tapes, no gloves and it's kind of slamming their hands together and blank from the distance you see they still seem to be like holding something in their hands that they're kind of fucking with and as, as you see that maria can you give me a perception check
3: Sure can. It's gonna be oh, damn it, a seven.
6: Uh, okay. (laughs) Can I make a perception (laughs) check? Uh, yeah, sure. Ward, you make perception check.
3: I really want to exert myself, but I'm terrified too.
6: No, 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 no. Yeah, save Uh,
3: it.
6: That's a three. (laughs) Three? No, Mm, No,
3: not perception. Maria is still just she's now listening to the announcement, but she is mesmerized by these moves.
6: I think Ward is just staring at Saul, like he's found a seat where he has a clear line of view for Saul, and is just staring.
0: I think you you see this, but don't necessarily perceive it. You see Saul is like, look like waving over at Dell, and is like miming like punching his own arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look, uh, I guess Blank would look over at Dell and see Dell kind of clocking Saul and beginning to like move that whatever is in her hand around a little bit more. And you see her kind of raising her hand up to do this as, like, you know, the woman with three boobs walks in front of her for a bit of shade. And coming in from the south corner, uh, it leans up and goes, you want me to say you're from anywhere? You want to just go with parts unknown?
2: They type it up. uh, God, I can't remember how to uh, pronounce it. Uh, um, Sarpodon. I think it's the, the planet they pulled home before leaving. So i going to say blank from Sarpedon.
0: Sarpedon. All right, sounds good. Well wow, out of system, baby. All right, cool. Uh, and we have another out of system contender here. You may know them from Sarpedon. They've been boxing for most of their life. Kind of just like glances over at you and just goes, bitch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> been, been known to compete for some championships, but is still chasing their first one. Maybe they'll find another win tonight. Shrouded in mystery, I present to you, making their debut in the Sutler system, Blank.
3: Maria definitely, like, double take, and then has a brief thought of like, I didn't know Blank had a box in history. And then it's like, (laughs) do they have a box in history? Yeah, I
4: think the group chat without Blank
0: is blowing up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Blank, what does everyone see as you walk into the ring?
2: You see Blank, this figure, uh, hooded still, head down um, with their hoverboard trapped to their back. And the baseball bat, at their side, almost like a uh, sheathed sword as they walk into the ring. And very calmly, almost, you see them remove the baseball bat and set it down in the corner of the ring. They remove the hoverboard and set it by the baseball bat. And turn to face Dell and lift their head up, and you still see the blank mask. But they look—they look, they look Dell straight in the eye, and I think only Dell can really tell that they're looking, being looked at straight in the eye, because they've—they've they've been with Blank for a while, been with them with, where they've worn this mask for a while, and they just timidly wave.
0: I way. <laughs> Blank. I'm gonna have you make a pretty important check for what this fight is going to look like. Yeah. You see, Dell is holding on to the punch-up drug uh, in her left hand. Off in the distance, you're you're gonna make a contested roll against Saul Jackson. So Saul is gonna be rolling a savvy check. Uh, it's just gonna be rolling it straight. But Saul Jackson does have a plus three to Savvy. You can roll whatever you like. If you want to roll like a muscle or grit for some kind of intimidation or a Savvy just to kind of like play on emotions. I will let you roll it with the upper hand
2: at the cost of one heart.
3: Oh, no. Are you at full heart right now?
2: Yeah, I'm at full heart. I'm at full heart. I haven't lost any. Um, oh, no. And is this... Is, what is this? Is this to... Uh, this is to... Uh, explicitly
0: prevent her from taking the punch up which will drastically alter okay. the difficulty of this fight should it go to completion
5: And isn't the point of this match is to like showcase punch up for these criminal elements right yeah. So this is like ostensibly the bigger it's the preview fight but it's suppo- it's actually like the the main event
0: You yeah you get the sense that especially because um Saul came with the Reno Snakes it seems like the Reno snakes may be like previewing this drug. This is a combat enhancer drug.
5: Cool. So the Perazos don't maybe know about the punch up.
0: Uh, I think knowing that Casey was going to be fighting someone who was then themselves taking punch up, like they would not, like Casey would not fight someone who was taking punch up. Mm,
5: yeah. I okay. see. Okay. Okay. So the
0: that's Reno cool. snakes are kind of getting two for one. They're getting to preview this drug and maybe fuck the shit up of Casey, not knowing that that's already been taken care of for them.
3: What's blank's muscle?
2: A plus one. Okay. Okay. Oh um <laughs>
3: Like you're dead if they take the punch out.
2: Who knows? Um <laughs> <laughs> I Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I will um I'll roll it. I'll roll it and I'll take the one heart to to roll the upper hand. Okay, um, and this, I'm I'm using my savvy for this. Um, a yeah. twelve.
5: Woo, woo, baby! Nice. Yeah.
0: This is interesting because Saul Jackson rolled a six and a three. Plus three is
2: also twelve. <gasps>
1: oh,
2: oh. <gasps> oh. oh. Ah, um, oh no. what happens when I,
1: we have a tie?
2: I I would like to do something, and then you can tell me what happens here yeah, yeah. as um I make eye contact with Dan, and it's been. Over a year at this point, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but um, at least blank feels like they have no reason to remember them, especially with a blank mask on. So they reach up and will pull their mask off and let it fall <gasps> to the ground. <gasps> and behind the mask, you see, I think the best I can put it is kind of a pretty boy. <laughs> they, um, they are a very they look like they haven't seen much hardship, but from the scars around the neck, you can definitely tell they have. Uh, other than the scar around the neck, they have one that dissects like part of their lip, like starts from just below the eye down to their lip as well. You can tell that it's probably just as old as the one around their neck. Um, they have deep hazel eyes, and um, I think, yeah, why not? They have a little little uh, stylized slit in the eyebrow. Um, yeah, they do. You can tell that they look after themselves purely for themselves, because they're never wearing that mask, but they look after their appearance just for them. Yes! But right now, their eyes are red and puffy from so many tears as they look at Dell. And as the, for the viewers, the people listening, I don't think anyone would actually see this because of the distance, but as the mask hits the ground and kind of lies face down, you see carved into the rim, Of it was you got this blank and signed Dell as this was the mask they gave them when I first started Orbital Racing. They thought it would be cool to have something eerie like a blank mask and the name blank to enter these competitions with. Oh my god. Um,
3: Blank just gets three blues. Yeah, like you've got to roll.
2: Take some Can I roll for blues? blues right roll for please, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna
0: uh, you should because, have because, it. because you're no because you're taking off your mask and you're encountering the person. Uh, I'm gonna give you two blues for that. Oh, okay.
1: Oh,
4: juicy. Kamari texts the group. Blank's the hot one on the ship. Jeez. <laughs> Eli takes a blues
5: because he thought he was. <laughs> <that. laughs>
4: Kamari takes the blues for giving Eli the blues.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Blank as the mask falls and it kind of clatters on the ground. You see the crowd kind of just gets hyped thinking this is just like showmanship and just, yeah, fuck, yeah. There's like a group of people in the Reno Snakes that all kind of like, don't recognize you, but all kind of swoon. They're like, ooh, cute looking. (laughs) You take off the mask. You see Del's face. A question that she was pretty sure she knew the answer to immediately is answered. Her hand falls to her side. The punch-up falls to the ground and clatters out of the ring in the distance, you don't even hear this, but Saul Jackson is just screaming through the crowd. What
5: the fuck are you doing? <gasps> can can I snake the punch up? Can I like be around the oh. ring to like grab the punch up as it clatters? Yeah, go away, ahead. Or... Go ahead.
0: I'll let you. I'll let you make a uh, sneak check. Should you? So you're gonna just roll a straight, savvy check. Uh, should you fail, you're very much in line of sight of being spotted by the Perazos. So it's high risk, okay. high reward. You'll just roll a straight check.
5: Okay. Ten.
0: Hell yeah. Woo. You quickly move it with, like, boxes, grab onto the, the punch-up, and kind of move back to the area where you were at.
5: I, like, have grabbed a a, a push broom to, like, act like a blend in, and I just, like, <sighs> sweep it towards on. me and then, like, kick it up with the tip of my uh, a uh boot and just, like, catch it and put it in my pocket. And then put my hat even lower,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ultra low hat. You see this thing kind of like a, a nicotine patch or something in your hand. You stuff it in your pocket. Blank. You take this mask off, feeling the fresh air on or fresh air as it is, you know, in a cave on your face in in front of people for the first time in some time. You see Dale's eyes go wide and then go sorrowful, but they look around and realize where they are. Off in the distance, you hear an announcer saying something you don't even necessarily hear. It's just muffled through a white noise as you just hear the white noise of what it sounded like when Dell put you on that hoverboard and sent you into the distance. You know that Dell wasn't a Reno snake when you left, but seems to have become one in the interim. And you also see that their eyes and their face prove what you yourself have experienced, that They have been awakened to the realities of the universe, the realities of the frontier galaxy and the new rebel era. You don't know what happened to them, but something happened to them. For a moment, they kind of let their arms rest back. They look around wildly, almost as if like, can I get out of the ring right now? Like, I don't want to do this. As they do that, you see their eyes lock in the distance on something. You look over and realize you're not following the eyes to Saul Jackson, though you see Saul Jackson literally jumping up and down. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? I need uh, Kumari, and I need Ward, and I need Eli to all make perception checks. Uh, I'll say, Maria, you can make a perception check, too.
3: Just for fun.
6: Um, that's a 10.
3: Three. Eight. Nine.
0: Eli, you turn to look at tony you see tony's eyes go not necessarily wide in surprise but kind of narrow but as you look over in the crowd you're not quite sure what it is that she's seeing however ward you do notice what she is seeing you see walking through one of the other tunnels and into her own box is none other than the head of the reno snakes francine dubois And this is the person that Dale has locked their eyes onto. As Francine kind of moves over, takes the seat, glances down at Saul Jackson, and kind of gives a nod as if to say, "Like everything good." And Saul Jackson kind of looks up and gives a thumbs up, <laughs> giving the impression that, "Like everything's fine. This is gonna be great." Uh, and then immediately turns back to uh, Dale, and is just kind of like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Kumari and Maria, you see the same thing as Francine Dubois walks up you don't see Francine Dubois you see the person walking next to Francine Dubois Kumari what's the name of your child uh Kav you see Kav walking next to Francine Dubois sit down in a seat next to them and stand up to cheer for the fight. All of you hear ringing in your ears as you recognize the tension that is in this room. And moments later, you hear ringing for another reason. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen,
3: let's get ready to rumble! Just kicks off into a when the sun beats down uh, so
0: and that is the end of this episode you motherfucker
5: Oh my God! God.
6: Oh, you... Everybody's troubles brewing. Everybody's. Oh
3: this God! This might change the Maria's entire, the whole plan I had for her. I think is just pivoted. Oh I'm God!
0: So conflicted.
5: Bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Our interstellar outlaws oh, find God. themselves in a basement bare-knuckle brawl with all of their enemies in one place. Tune in next week for the finale. Of my first dungeon, orbital blues. That was fucked up. See you, space cowboy.
3: <laughs> oh. Bang! 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 Space. Bang! Space. Space. Bang! Space. Space. Space bang!
4: I never want to go to space. Space is <laughs> <seems> bad. <Space laughs> bad. Space is bad. Space
3: is cold-hearted.
1: Holy shit!
3: If you're hearing this, that means you listen to every last second of this episode. And if you simply cannot wait until the next episode drops, you should head over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and become a member of the Dice Pool. Fresh! For just a few bucks a month, you'll get cast talkbacks, original games, and a full-length bonus actual play each and every month. As of the end of 2023, there's already over 20 hours of bonus audio plus a whole bunch of other goodies to enjoy. So head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump on into the dice pool. We'll see you there. Splash!